Welcome to What Has My Attention, and this is John Beethan. Today's episode is titled The Sovereign Voice of Influence, featuring Nicole Guberman. Nicole is yet another woman in strong leadership who I met on LinkedIn. She has a very unique set of credentials with an in-depth knowledge that, along with her lifelong experiences, enhance and empower the change and transformation that women seek today. After listening to our conversation, go to her website, trueselflove.club, and watch her free masterclass. The link to the masterclass is in the show notes. We had some tech problems, and I had to split the conversation into two sections, and I hope you won't find that too distracting. One of my deepest passions is helping women to use their voice from a place of authenticity and ownership and power, and also from a place of pleasure, so that when they present themselves, they feel that they're speaking from their deepest truth, that they're feeling uninhibited, that they're able to express themselves in a way that feels good to them, where they feel that they're making the deepest impact. Hello, everyone. This is John Beethan with WhatHasMyAttention.com. And actually, I'm the president of ImaginePodcasting.com, but What Has My Attention is literally, people say, what is the show about? And I say, let me think, What Has My Attention? But what has had my attention for the last several months is really elevating women's voices to be heard and bringing on women in strong leadership. Thus, Nicole is joining us today, and I couldn't be happier about it except for maybe if there was some dark chocolate around. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, yeah. So I determined you have six set of letters behind your name on LinkedIn. And it's just like, you're going to have to explain all that. Absolutely. And I want to say thank you for having me, John. It's a real pleasure to be doing this and to be broadcasting. Day after Thanksgiving, we're all stuffed probably. A little bit. My mother is an excellent cook, so I'm always happy to take home some leftovers. Oh, nice. And uh, really enjoy the whole and enjoy the relaxation. Yeah. So I'm happy to do podcasts any time of the year, even after a holiday. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) absolutely happy to explain all of those letters behind my name. So there's about six of them. The first one is MNLP, which is NLP Master Practitioner or Mm -hmm. Master Practitioner of Neurolinguistic Programming, which is a really fascinating field and has become much more popular in recent years. It's having a a real resurgence in that it's basically um, in the most fundamental form, the study of success or how we use language to create our reality. Mm -hmm. So we're paying attention to the words that we use and the intention behind the words so that we're moving ourselves forward rather than taking ourselves backward. Uh And so it's, and it's also a lot about how we um, intentionally influence others partially to make them better than what they thought they could be. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah, I so, yeah I did not uh, I did not get a master's in NLP, but I went through the practitioners twice, which is a long story, but I won't go into now. First set was that the first set of num- of letters you got? Is that the first thing you did? 
I actually uh, did them all at the same time. So I was doing You're multiple. Kidding. That's uh, that's the way I roll. I, I love to dive in deep and really dig my my teeth into mm-hmm. the study and the material. So MNLP is the first one. I forget the order that they're in, but the the next one is MHT, which is Master Hypnotherapist. Ah, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Say that again? These aren't the droids you're looking for. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes. Um, And originally, I, I, I was so fascinated by NLP, I didn't have a conscious intention to go into hypnotherapy, but I fell in love with it. And I said to myself, I need to do this. This uh, is, is super important to me. And I felt that in order to serve my audience, my community in the best possible way that I was going to do that as well. Mm. And it makes a lot of sense because my family is deeply in the field of psychology and psychoanalysis and social work. So me stepping into hypnotherapy was kind of like a no-brainer. Yeah. And uh, I remember my I remember my father saying to me a while back, "Oh yeah, I studied hypnosis when I was in college." You know, so it's it was really fun to deepen that connection with them and and start to talk shop with my folks that was great um so the there's another one that's mtt that is master of time techniques which is a i guess you could call a subdivision of nlp it's a system to release negative emotion limiting decisions or limiting beliefs or disempowering beliefs that have stemmed from our past without digging into the past or blending into the past it, it's a, a way of releasing those blockages feelings and beliefs that's different much different from the traditional context of a therapy session or psychotherapy yeah limiting beliefs is you know i see it all over the place and right yeah and a lot of therapists take people back to when you were a child or any of that stuff at all which I don't know. Well, you know NLP well enough to know that one of the interventions is that the the idea is you can't really change the past, but you can change how you feel about it. Right. You can change your perception. You can change your perspective so that you're not burdened by what has occurred. You're able to continue moving forward. So the way that I perform my coaching in all these modalities is from a place of strength not from a place of, I don't say this in any kind of negative way, but there's this focus on diagnosis mm-hmm. or, or dysfunction where we're, we're fixing, quote unquote, I don't like to use the word fix, but Either we're do I. fixing a problem or we're addressing a trauma. And everyone's got trauma on a certain scale that's uh, kind of ine- inevitable um, in life. And we all have to, it's our, it's our responsibility to address those traumas. And so when you're engaging in this kind of alternative and complementary therapy, mm-hmm. you can be working with a therapist too, or you can, you know, if, if you haven't been in therapy, but you're interested in taking your psychological skills further, it's not necessarily a, a re- 
requirement, but you know, it's part of the process to ob obtain a referral from a licensed mental health care practitioner, mm -hmm. licensed therapist. So that's MTT. And then you've got MSC, which is Master of Success Coaching, which it. is obviously the, the, the world of coaching is so fabulous, so wide, so broad, and there are many different techniques and schools of thought. So the Master of Success Coaching is, is very related to NLP and how we create an, an achievable outcome. You know, what are what are the things we need to be thinking about and imagining and future pacing for ourselves so that we can achieve our goals in a smart way, in a realistic way, in a timed scenario that's where we can take action and achieve our desires to the best of our ability. Gosh. That's wonderful. And then the last one is EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. Yeah. Which, which has also become popular in recent years. I mean, it's, it's been around for a long time, but uh, it's based in tapping, tapping the body on certain points in order to release uh, emotions that we're having in the present. So it could be used for physical things like headaches, you know, tapping to release the, the, the pain or the ache of a headache, and also anxiety or obsessing over certain thoughts or situations. It's a way to bring you back into the present so that you can continue focusing and doing what you need to do. Yeah. So everyone has their own preferences. Some people prefer NLP. Some people prefer the advantages and, and the, the environment of hypnotherapy. Some people want to dive into coaching. And so for me, I felt it was important to be able to have all of these skills at my disposal so that I could help everyone as best as I can. That's important to me. Nice. So is that it for the letters? For now, I think so. <laughs> it's enough. It's enough. So we, we titled this. I actually asked you to title this episode, The Sovereign Voice of Influence. Yes. So let's let's let you dive into that a little bit. I may have some questions, but I'm primarily Absolutely. here to present you and hold safe space for you. So Absolutely. I'm I'm happy to explain that choice. So I have a community on social media called the Sovereign Speakers Sisterhood. And I came up with that title because I one of my deepest passions is helping women to use their voice from a place of authenticity and ownership and power, and also from a place of pleasure, so that when they present themselves, they feel that they're speaking from their deepest truth, that they're feeling uninhibited, that they're able to express themselves in a way that feels good to them, where they feel that they're making the deepest impact you know, we all have these from time to time in our life for whatever reason, these feelings about how we present ourselves. And uh, when you're in business or you're in a field that you're required to be on display, there can be a lot of lingering thoughts and feelings underneath the surface of, you know, how do I appear? What's the impression I want to make? 
is it good enough? Or some people throw around this term of, I think it's a buzzword and really needs to be delved in deeper with people on their own individual basis, but imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and people feeling like, well, you know, some people are, are experts and yet they have these qualms about, but I don't know everything. And that holds them back from really being able to share their gifts, you know, so working through those inner, inner, um, like a conflict. Yeah. Those inner conflicts so that they're able to really shine without feeling those negative emotions. Uh, I think that's really important. And coming from the field of opera, you know, I, I spent many years of my life and I, I still plan to many years of my life performing and learning how to sing, learning how to use my voice, growing my voice. It's a very deep part of me. Uh, and, and that journey took me to where I am today in learning how to express myself and really understanding who I am, what my voice is, what my, what my voice wants to do without trying to change it, without trying to make it into something else. And I think it's, it's really a common issue today where you know, both men and women feel like they have to be a certain way or they should do something in their career or they should market themselves in a certain way. And if they don't, there's something wrong with them or there's something less than. And there's absolutely no reason for us to be hiding that or avoiding it or denying it. And there were things in my own journey that I was denying for a long time because I had worries about being judged or worries about, well, how is this going to affect my ability to perform or people are going to think X, Y, Z and that's going to affect my future career and all these things. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs and eventually I did the work to move past it. And I told myself, you can do both. There's nothing wrong with doing both. And my values and and my my definition of success changed over time. But I had to get to the point where the pain was so present that I needed to make a choice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to hit rock bottom before we, you know, transform into a completely, completely new person. Of course, I don't want people to hit rock bottom before they decide they want to change. But that's often part of the process. And I've, I've really found a deeper calling in helping women, you know, move past those blockages, move past those challenges so that they can fly, they can, they can shine and feel good about what they're doing and the impact that they're making and, they're, and feeling really solid and clear on what their mission is. Yeah, so having, having your support group, so to speak, is really, really important, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. And, and I also have another community specifically for achieving vocal and personal growth after a toxic relationship, whether that's a romantic relationship, a platonic relationship, a familial relationship, or um, experiences in the workplace mm-hmm. where you know challenges that we may have had in family growing up, how that's filtered into the dynamic of our, you know, 
how we communicate with a partner or how we're not communicating with a partner and the kinds of people that we're attracted to, that we're, we gravitate towards, whether they're good for us or not. And what do we do after those situations so that we don't continue to repeat those patterns and those, uh, you know, yes. unfortunate situations. So that's also very important to me because I've had my own unfortunate situations. And it really, it doesn't matter your level of success, your expertise, your intelligence, things like that can happen to anyone, you know, and it's important to realize that no matter where you are in your journey, you owe it to yourself to keep going forward and getting what you need, getting your needs met and, and really enjoying your life and believing that more out there for you in the world. And ask, and ask for what you want. Yes. Yeah. I think we all have um, unbelievable possibility within us and we need people in our life that believe in us too, that want the best for us, that want us to soar. Mm -hmm. And without that, it, it's, it can be really challenging to mm -hmm. succeed. You know, we, we don't get anywhere great in life alone. I don't think we do anything alone. In fact, I think most problems can be solved in relationship with communication. So it's my personal perspective that I'm going to, I'm going to say humans, but it's really our culture, quite frankly, kind of suck at communication. <laughs> it's, I, a I mean, life it's, skill. it's a life skill. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's so much withholding in relationships, you know? And, and then of course, you know, if you're, if you're in the, uh, if you're in, you know, really trying to understand yourself, of course, you have to ask yourself, is that kind of monkey mind? Is that kind of stuff going on in my head that is not true? And, uh, you know, people just don't ask the question, you know, is, is, it, um, is it true? You know, what yeah. I'm really thinking, you know? And then, of course, Byron Katie, I think we talked, mentioned her maybe in a phone call. She, I think so. Yeah, yeah, she brought to my attention that that's a big problem. People just do not question their thoughts, you know? Right. Is, is, is it, it true? Is it really true? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just because I have a thought doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and deciding the meaning of what we're thinking and, uh, you know, even when it comes to performing, just because I have a thought about something doesn't mean I have to attach to it in the moment. Mm. And how do, I, how do I work on that so that I'm in the driver's seat? Mm -hmm. You know, that's who's in the driver's seat. Mm. And, and that's the deep inner work that we have to do on a daily basis, even if it's hard, even if we have resistance. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I do hear a lot of people talk about the deep inner work. And I think that scares a lot of people. So, yeah. so what is kind of one thing you recommend most people do if they're, if they're curious in this conversation about what they could do without, you know, without going too deep, but just one thing they could do to start? Yeah, I, I love that question. The first thing that comes to my mind, and we always want to go with the first thing that comes to our, comes to our mind, because that's the unconscious talking to us, uh, is what do I want? What do I want? Mm. Instead of what do I not want? If we focus on what we want, we'll move toward that. Mm -hmm. But yet, you know, human nature is we want to focus on the negative or we have these hesitations and this resistance to getting what we want, right? 
who would I be if I actually got what I wanted? Right? It's scary to actually go there. Mm-hmm. You know? If I get what I want, then then what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, some people have an unconscious investment in suffering. You know, uh, that they get so used to, um, or or somehow in their life, they started to do something, but it was causing them pain, and they didn't really realize that it was painful. Mm. And so they keep repeating that pattern over and over because it's been ingrained. It's become some kind of programming. Mm-hmm. And then some people n- naturally, for whatever reason, have a an, uh, an unconscious investment in joy and happiness. They're not hindered by unconsciously kind of causing themselves pain. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to know ourselves and what we want and what are our values in order to go after what we want. So that that's where I would start. If you know, taking the time to before your day starts, do some writing and say to yourself, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like Julia Cameron, she has her book The Artist's Way. I yep. I did that many years ago and she recommends every morning getting up and writing three pages just stream of consciousness just writing three pages it could be absolute nonsense or i don't even know what to write just saying i don't even know what to write until until your mind starts to you know unload these things going on underneath the surface and when i first started doing that there was a lot of kind of negative things coming up like should i be doing this or you know anger that was coming up or whatever and I had to get that out and it was a great way of getting to know myself at a time where there was there was a lot of shifting going on there was a lot of growth happening mm-hmm. and so later I started to realize that it was important for me to write when I was experiencing stress or confusion I like to celebrate confusion these days but you do yeah how, how do you I, celebrate I do. it that's funny we go, yay, I'm confused. Oh, well, I, yeah, I'm confused. I love that. <laughs> so that we're not associating to, oh, there's a problem here. My brain is trying to figure something out. My brain notices, oh, I have some kind of problem to solve. And, you know, how can we be creative about solving problems rather than seeing them as problems? You know, yeah. What's What's the not problem, you know? Oh, your audio just went away. We are back, sort of. So Nicole actually, I I think she got all excited and one of the cables on her microphone got unplugged. And this happens. (laughs) This this, doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen, right, Nicole? It happens. Life happens. And then we... We adjust. Well, I I just, I had told Nicole, we kind of got back you know, I'm, I'm actually watching her. She's watching me, but I said, I really want to finish the conversation. And if it means having you back at another time, but let's, let's see what we can do here. Because the other thing I I really wanted to get back to was talking about the sovereign voice of influence. Yes. I went on sovereign voice influence. Those are like three words that just pop out at me. Yes. So the reason I chose sovereign is because we as a society, we as individuals, 
we have a responsibility to own our voice, to own our thoughts and express ourselves with our own unique gifts. We need that freedom in our life to fully shine and know ourselves without being hindered by other people's opinions, other people's prerogatives, other people's shoulds. Oh, you should do this, so you should do that, or um, other people's judgments or whatever, because that's all going to happen in life no matter what. And we have to be able to charge forward with our own freedom and our own independence and do that in a way that feels good to us, that feels purposeful, that feels pleasurable, where we're walking in our power. So uh, sovereign, you can also see it as that queen energy for women specifically, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the, the archetype of the king or the queen comes from Carl Jung, you know, he has all of his archetypes. And it's important for us to evaluate ourselves and see how that queen archetype or that king archetype uh, shows up in our life, shows up in the way we express ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's various other archetypes such as magician. Mm -hmm. And I like to see myself very much as the magician in the sense of being the catalyst to other people's transformational change, you know, also alchemist, alchemist magician, transformer, sorceress. And in many ways, from an operatic standpoint, I inherently related to those characters. So for me, the queen, the goddess, the oh yeah, that that's important to me, and it's it's become a passion and in, in helping to unleash that energy, that kind of power in other women. So that's where that comes from, on a basic level, and then voice. Obviously, everything we've been talking about. How do we develop? and hone and build our own inner voice as well as our outer voice. And how do they coexist? How do we integrate them? You know, because the way that we think and the, the way we speak, the way we feel is going to translate into how we use our voice. So often people have these psychological blockages or, or fears or things going on that show up in the way they use their voice. And so that's that's become very important to me over the years in helping people free themselves to, to break free from those old patterns mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and actually physically address how they're using their voice, how they're projecting or how they're not projecting mm -hmm. and, and doing it in a way that's productive and positive and, mm -hmm. and not fixing. Yeah. We're growing, we're developing, we're... we're blending and we're massaging you know it's it's a much different kind of association yeah and then influence how we're influencing others on various levels how you know nlp helps to teach and promote how we can persuasively influence others from a place of ethics rather than manipulation yes it's very important. We, you know, we all have bright energy and we all have dark energy and manipulation is 
kind of a Richard Bandler, one of the founders of mm -hmm. NLP, he he would associate that with um, the dark art of manipulation. Yeah. And, and, yeah. So one thing I'm aware of is that you cannot not influence people. If you're yeah. around somebody, if you're on a not so much on a Zoom call, this is where face to face is different. But I think that when you're around people, you're constantly influencing people. And so, what I really love about neurolinguistic programming (NLP) is that you can be conscious about how you're influencing other others. And I know you saw the video I sent you, um, Communication Candy with Brian Cohen. And thank you for bringing to my attention the big gap. And that wasn't on my end. That was a Zoom problem. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to fix it and get it back out there. But um, and I'll, I'm going to send it to you separately, and I'll probably send it to other people as well. Because it's something that, uh, you know, Brian's very aware of, is, is that we're always influencing other people. And one thing I wanted to mention is before we got disconnected, we were talking about, you were talking about basically journaling and writing every day for like three mm -hmm. pages, you know. I want to let you know as many, many years ago, I don't know, 13 years ago, something like that. Um, now, that was a time when I didn't really enjoy writing at all. So it was suggested that I take an art therapy class. And I did that for six weeks and I kept signing up with my partner and she was there, I was there, and it went on for a year and a half. And it was the most incredible experience I've ever had. So I think for a lot of people, writing can be it. But the other one is the arts. Right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, th there's such an essential aspect to how we share our own creativity mm -hmm. you know and, and if we're not being creative how is that affecting us you know mm -hmm. if we're not and creativity you know harkens back to our inner child you know and mm -hmm. as adults we often forget to have fun how, how are we giving ourselves pleasure in, in different ways some people like to write some people like to dance some people love to sing and i've always said that singers are some of the happiest people on the earth because singing just feels really great. Yeah. Um, and I notice that when I when I work with people vocally and on singing and things like that, that there, there's so much energy, there's so much new energy and exploration that occurs that yes. people are, are just thrilled. Yeah. And I, I love being part of that process. Some people love to exercise. I mean, that can even be creative, you know, uh, you know, Zumba with exercise and dancing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some people love to paint. You know, I... Yeah. I I think it's important for everyone to find what that is for them, you know, and 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 explore and have fun deciding. Are oh, you suggesting I... people unplug their cable? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Get off the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's it's pervasive. I, I I think that we all could really benefit from turning off the phone and just existing. And, and going outdoors and being in the present mm -hmm. and really understanding what it means to be present mm -hmm. and enjoy the present moment. Awesome. Yeah. Um, just because it's a little timely, do you know who Ram Das was? Yes. I, I have some books of his in my house. I need to read more, but I, I love. Do you, do you have Be Here Now? 
I do. I, I have yet to read it, but it's it's uh, well. That was a book that largely influenced a big part of my life when I was much younger, and uh, I just found out that they just celebrated the fiftieth year of that public of its being published. Oh wow! And there's actually a podcast um, um, on Ram Dass, and basically what they're doing is they're uh, they're uh, releasing all these episodes of his lectures and things like that. And I didn't know this, Nicole, but I got to find this on my phone and I'll share it with you. You're, of course, aware of um, mindfulness, the word mindfulness and what that means. But it was actually the whole thing was started by Ram Das. But he didn't call it mindfulness. He called it witnessing. Ooh, yes. Which I really like a lot. Like a lot. I like that word a lot. Absolutely. And that that I'm associating to Eckhart Tolle. He yes. talks about witnessing the thinker. Yes. Uh, you know, observing the thinker and and detaching from that and and helping yourself to access the present moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that word witnessing. Yeah. So that that podcast is called Ram Das Here and Now. Just, I will definitely check that out. No, I know. And so I mentioned it here on the podcast because, you know, in terms of imagine podcasting and helping people get pod, uh, start a podcast, you know, part of what I want to be teaching is like, you know, you need to like uh, just chill. You know, you need to like do a little work on yourself, maybe listen to a little Tara Brock. Do you know who she is? Yes, I, I do. Yeah, she has. Yeah. Um, lots of meditations. Yeah, and it's and great. Recordings on on an app called Insight Timer. Yes, mm. yeah. So, you know, just people like that, and it 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 doesn't uh, it doesn't uh, I don't think it throws up against any kind of religious thing at all. It's just some really good stuff. And then I, of course, also listen to uh, Sam Harris. Sam Harris I, I, is a new name for me, but I will I will definitely check him out. Sam Harris has a podcast called Making Sense. He's a neurologist, lifetime meditator, and an atheist. Wow. Yeah, so it's really pretty interesting. That sounds incredibly interesting. I will I I love to learn. So anything I can get my hands on, yeah. I'm I'm already absorbing it and awesome. you know, That's all great. the all the wires are firing. <laughs> That's good. So before we go, but don't go, meaning okay. You know, I, I just want to, what is really the best way to get in touch with you? And I got to tell you, I, I I think you reached out to me on LinkedIn. Is that right? Or uh, you had, were following Elena I, I, or something? Yeah, like I, I had posted something regarding Thomas Leonard's um, 28 Principles of Attraction. Yes. And I think you might have seen the post. Yes. And then and then you reached out to me. Yes. And then I was like, ah, absolutely. I'd love to chat, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but the best way to reach me. There's many ways you can reach me, but you can, of course, email me at Nicole at TrueSelfLove.Club. You can go to my website, which is TrueSelfLove.Club. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. The handle is at the at sign Nicole.TrueSelfLove. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, there's you can search me online all different ways. Happy to hear from you. And, uh, it, it sounds like everything you do is being funneled into the final kind of outcome of, uh, you know, self-love. 
Yes, self-love, self-actualization, really defining and owning our true selves and, and loving ourselves in the process. Yeah. You know, you and I could go on and on, which I don't want to do right now. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, I mean, how, how, do, how do we forget ourselves? You know, that's maybe that's uh, if you'd be willing to do this again, maybe we can uh, talk about that. It's like, how do we forget? How is it? What influences us at what point in our life that we just forget who we are? Or, I love that topic. I, I would or, I really talk about yeah, that. Yeah, or, or we, were we never introduced? You know, it's sort of like, well, anyway, let's save it for then. Sure. Okay. Sounds Nicole, great. thanks for being here so much. Thank you. It's my absolute pleasure. I had a, I had a blast. Yeah, good. Me too. <laughs>